All right, Father, we thank you this evening. We ask and we receive understanding, receive illumination. We ask and we say what ought to be said this evening, be said. What will be done is done. And we ask that we say our minds can grasp the realities of the truth of what you've done in Christ Jesus for us. And we say to the end that which we are consistent and stable in our Christian work with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, I call this stability in devotion. Stability in devotion. Stability in devotion. Stability in devotion. Can a believer be active and effective all the time? That there will be no dull moments. You know, that issue of, ah, last week I was just on fire. This week I'm just cold. Everything. Can a believer be hot all the time can a believer be effective can a believer be on the edge all the time can it be that a believer can be on fire all the time that you can have a consistent devotion can have a consistent study of the word a consistent prayer life can it be can we want to answer that question Stability in our devotion. Stability in devotion. Philemon 1 verse 4. And don't forget, everything will always be from the scriptures. <laughs> Philemon 1 verse 4 to 6. I believe this will be a teaching that will bless you even years to come. I believe so. I, I strongly believe so. That is a teaching you will release into years and years to come. Stability in your devotion. Philemon 1 verse 4 to 6. I thank my God. Paul, you know, don't get familiar with the scriptures. Ensure you take your notes. Ensure you write. Ensure you take notes. Take notes. Jot things down. The way a believer grows is when he's listening and he can pen down what he writes. That gives you an apt way of learning. So, Philemon 1 verse 4 to 6, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. Hearing of thy love, verse 5, hearing of thy love and faith, which thou hast towards the saints and towards uh, and says that the communication of thy faith, verse 6, may become effectual by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, the word effectual, it says that the communication of your faith may become effectual. The word effectual or effective implies to energize. That is, there is an energy. There is, it means so the it says that the communication of thy faith may become effectual, that is, may become effective, and it may become energized. That is, it is possible for a Christian whose faith or whose sharing of his faith is not effective, whose, shade, whose faith, oh, sorry, that is, it is possible to have a Christian whose faith or whose sharing of his faith is not effective. It is possible for a believer to grow and he is not growing as he ought to grow. It is possible for a believer to be growing and he's not growing. <laughs> we'll study all of those things. You say, ah, you're hearing the word, you're knowing everything, but are you effective in your knowledge of God's word? Are you effective in your growing? Are you effective in listening, in studying, in prayer? 
A believer can a believer be active or effective all the time? That's a big question we want to answer. Don't forget the word effectual means it is available all the time. So that is, it says that the communication of your faith may become effectual. Effectual means something that is available all the time. So that the communication of your faith may become effectual or may become available all the time by acknowledging every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Now, can a believer be active or effective all the time? 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3. Stability in our devotion. Stability in our devotion. The word simplicity here means... Now, 2 Corinthians 11 Corinthians 11 verse 3. It says, For I fear, by any means, Satan beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so that your mind soon will be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. The word simplicity here means deals with liberality or single-mindedness. That is, it says that you will be corrupted from the single-mindedness that is in Christ. So the word simplicity here means liberality single-mindedness or generosity the attitude of giving that just as the way christ has given to us the same word was used also in romans 8 verse 2 8 romans 12 verse 8 sorry oh, what's doing me today romans 12 verse 8 it says or either exalted or exaltation, either give it let him do with simplicity that is with single-mindedness or with generosity or something he that rule it in with diligence he that show it mercy with cheerfulness you will see that same word used there in Ephesians 6 verse 5. You write all of this down for your references. Ephesians 6 verse 5. Servant, be you obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and in trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Ephesians 6 verse 5. Servant, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in single-mindedness or in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Look at Colossians 3 verse 22. Colossians 3 verse 22. Servants, obeying all things your master according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. So you will see a lot of singleness, a lot of singleness, a lot of singleness there. You will see, it is also used for conduct and sincerity. So that is the word simplicity now that we saw in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3 now. Can be used as single-mindedness, generosity, liberality, and everything. And we saw the references it was used. It was used in Romans 12 verse 8, Ephesians 6 verse 5. Colossians 3 verse 22 and in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 12 it was used as conduct and sincerity 2 Corinthians 1 verse 12 for our rejoicing is in this the testimony of our conscience that in simplicity and in godly sincerity not with fleshly wisdom but by the grace of God we have had our conversations of the world in the world more abundantly to you world so you will see that as believers, you will see that as believers now, we have a single-minded, we have a single mind 
I will explain what it means very soon. Let's just see all the further references it was used. Look at in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 1. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 1. Moreover, brethren, 2 Corinthians 8 verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches in Macedonia, how that in great trial and in affliction, the abundance of thy joy in deep poverty abounded to the riches liberality, to their riches liberally. So that's the same word simplicity. Don't forget the word simplicity yet this with liberality, single-mindedness, and everything. Now Paul used it in 2 Corinthians 8. In this 2 Corinthians 8, verse 1 to 2, forgiving. So he used simplicity here to explain giving. And he used it in the sense of liberality. Now, in 2 Corinthians 9, everything I'm saying will make sense. Just follow carefully. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 11 to 12. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 11 to 12. It says, being enriched in everything, giving thanks in business and everything to her bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God for the administration of this service, not only supplied the want of the saints, but in abundance, also by the experiment of the ministration. If I'm reading verse 13 now, verse 13, why is by the experiment of the ministration the glorified God in your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and your liberal distribution unto them? and unto men verse 14 and by prayers for you which long after you exceeding grace exceeding grace of god in you so the word bountifulness here he uses the word bountifulness in this chapter now second corinthians 9 11 to 14 second corinthians 9 11 to 14 the word bountifulness means generosity it's still explaining simplicity i'm explaining the text where simplicity was being used in several ways so now back to our second corinthians 11 13. He says, But I fear lest by enemies serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your minds should not be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So, evidently, now I want you to understand that in this text. It has made us to understand that we should not be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So simplicity or single-mindedness or singleness or generosity or liberality is found in Christ. So simplicity is found in Christ. Don't forget, we, are, we want to answer, can a believer be effective all the time as touching our stability in devotion? The simplicity is found in Christ. And Paul addressed it in two ways. Firstly, he addressed it as what God has done towards us in Christ Jesus. And also, what we do for and towards the gospel. So, you will see in those texts. So, why did I show you those texts? I show you those texts to show you how Paul uses the word singleness or simplicity to explain you will see in romans 12 8 romans it says let him do it with simplicity that's your own devotion to others you will see in ephesians 6 verse 5 it says masters it says uh, let servants that is servants should respect their masters as in singleness to heart that is this is what you will now do 
now that you are a believer this is not what god has done for you now but what you will now do in turn that you have received the simplicity in colossians 3 verse 22 the same thing your response now in second corinthians 1 verse 12 all of those things you will see so that is to say we have the capacity to replicate god's sincerity Listen to me, every one of you. God is a sincere God. We have the capacity to replicate his sincerity to us in our single-mindedness to God in the way we serve him. So that is, when we serve God, this is what yeah, so, you know, <laughs> don't get deceived and say, yes, God has done everything for you. We don't need to serve God anymore. <laughs> There's still something that's serving God, though. <laughs> hey, don't, don't go overstretch your reality in Christ, though. <laughs> there is still something that's serving the Lord. And we will serve the Lord in single-mindedness, in simplicity of heart. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2. 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2. I assure you are opening your Bibles. Listen, the best way you grab all those things I'm saying is when you open your Bibles and see this yourself and follow me closely, take notes and everything. Don't forget, we are studying the stability in our devotion. My aim, and I'm trusting the Lord, that every one of us had the hand of this teaching. And even in years to come, people that were listening to this material, even in years to come, when they encounter this material, they will have a stable devotion where they will be on fire for God 24-7. When it's not that after a conference, we drop down. When it's not that after, 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 after we pray 10 hours, we say, oh, we are no more praying again for the next one month. But we keep up. We keep up being on fire. 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now, 100 years from now, we are on fire for God. That's our aim. That's the aim of this teaching. That's the aim of this series. That's the aim of this section. Look at 2 Corinthians 11 verse 2. For I am zealous over you with a godly jealousy. <laughs> For I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. The word chaste there means as a pure or sincere. So that word chaste now, or that word sincere, it was used, Paul used it in the following text, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 6. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 6. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 6. It says, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love and faith. Say by pureness, by knowledge. That's Paul speaking here. Explain that thing. Look at the same way he used it again in his writings. Philippians 4 verse 8. I'm sure you, you are familiar with this place. Philippians 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think of these things. Paul used the same word chase, the explaining there, yeah. Second Corinthians 7 11. Second Corinthians 7 11. We are still explaining, don't forget our major explanation now. We are still explaining Second Corinthians level 2 now. Second Corinthians 7 11. For behold, this says same thing that he sorrowed after a godly sword 
what carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourself, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. In all things, ye have proof of yourself to be clear of this matter. Look at, let's see some few texts more. First Timothy 5 verse 22. Lay and suddenly on no man, neither be partakers of another man's sins. Keep thyself pure. The word pure. Look at Titus 2 verse 5. Titus 2 verse 5. To be discreet, chaste. Keep us at home, good obedience to their own husband that the word of God may not be blasphemed. Chaste again. See the word. Look at James 3.17. James 3.17. But the wisdom that is above is first pure. This we God is a sincere God. This first pure, then, then, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Look at First Peter three verse two. First Peter three verse two. Why they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear? So why did I show you all of these scriptures? You're wondering, what's the essence? What's the essence? <laughs> the essence is to show you that in our service to God, in our work of faith, there must be sincerity. There must be a truthful approach. There must be a sincere way we are serving God. In our Christian service, there must be truthfulness. We must be like his own service to us. God is a sincere God. He has proved himself sincere by dying on the cross for us, presenting us to the Father only. He has done a sincere attitude towards fulfilling his promise. That's a sincerity. He has fulfilled his promise from the old covenant and everything, and he has fulfilled his promise. And he's a sincere God. Now, in our own devotion, in our own to ensure we have stability in our own devotion, we must ensure that our work with God, our service is sincere, is truthful. That is, our Christian conduct must be pure. Our Christian service, I mean, must be pure and sincere. That's how to build a stable Christian life. <laughs> Are you expecting a mystery from heaven? <laughs> that is how to build a consistent Christian life. That is your devotion to ensure you have a stability and you are stable in your devotion. Your sincerity to the work of the gospel or to the work of God must be sincere. Your work, your approach must be truthful. What do I mean? Look at Romans, look at Romans 12, verse 9. That is, the believer in his service to God must not do anything for human applause. You must not do anything for human applause. Why are you praying? So that men can say you prayed? No. Why did you pray 10 hours? Oh, okay. Sorry, let me come again and explain and, and show you the scriptures. I just saw some there. I the scriptures I was explaining, Second Corinthians, um, for your references, I was explaining Second Corinthians eleven verse two, for I am jealous Second Corinthians eleven verse two, for I am zealous over you with godly jealousy, for I've espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. And I explained the word chaste is the word 
pure and sincerity so now in second and i explained that where was the test used second corinthians 6 verse 6 philippians 4 verse 8 second corinthians 6 verse 6 philippians 4 verse 6 second corinthians 7 11 first timothy 5 verse 22 titus 2 verse 5 james 3 17 first peter 3 verse 2 so the believer in his service to god must never do anything for human applause you must never do anything for human applause how would you stay consistent how would you have a stability in your devotion how would you be on fire for god all the days of your life how would you be that you are always hot there is never a cold moment how you must never do anything for human applause why would you pray 10 hours why would you pray six hours to write i just so that you can boast someday and say you pray six hours no <laughs> no no sir no ma why are you studying the word so that you can come and show us knowledge right no sir no ma <laughs> no why are you studying why are you praying why are you doing all of those things so they can come and say ah i studied for five hours yesterday <laughs> no no you will miss it that way no you must have a sincere devotion why are you preaching the gospel is it to gather men and say, ah, I've reached out to this person, I've reached out to this person, I've reached out to Oh, because you want the truth of the gospel to spread. <laughs> you must never do anything for human applause. Oh, it's... Oh, you must never do anything to be seen or to be approved of men. Oh, so that I will notice you and see you are a prayer warrior, Abby. <laughs> I will know if you are praying. You don't have to show me. I will know. <laughs> you must have a sincere devotion. You must have simplicity and pureness of heart. Look at Romans 12 verse 9. 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 It says, Let love be without dissimulation. How about that which is evil? Cleave to that which is good. Disillumination there means without pretense. It means let love be without pretense. So the word dissimulation means the motives are very... And your motives... That is let love be without pretense. That is let your motive... That is your motive is not pure. You know? In serving the Lord, Your actions is not, the action is not as important as the heart. Yes, we are seeing you, you are zealous for God. You are a praying woman. You are a praying man. Oh, 
You are preaching the gospel. You are getting men filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, you are praying. You are studying the word. You are walking in law. The heart matters. Why are you doing what you are doing? See, the very moment your Christian walk with God now depends on human applause. Now depends on what men will see. Now depends on how men will praise you. You have lost the old essence of why you are a believer. You've lost it. Let love be without pretense, without dissimulation. Why are you loving that person? Are you pretending? Your motion, your motive matters. How would you be consistent? How would you have a stable devotion? How would you be on fire for God all the rest of your life? Your motives matter. 2 Corinthians 6 verse 6, by pureness, 2 Corinthians 6 verse 6, by pureness, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love on fame. Don't just say it or do it, mean it. Let it be done in your heart first. Yes, I know you want to grow. Yes, I know you want to teach the gospel. Yes, I know you want to spread the gospel. Yes, I know you want to pray. Yes, I know you want to fast. Yes, I know you want to do. Ensure you mean it in your heart. Ensure you have a sincere heart. Look at 2 Timothy 1 verse 5. 2 Timothy 1 verse 5. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lewis, this was Paul writing a letter to Timothy, talking about his, his grandmother. And he says, even your own mother, Eunice, I am persuaded that in thee also. The word all thing faith there means faith without impurity. Same word I was using in 1 Timothy 1 verse 5 and 1 Peter 1 22. Same word I was using, faith unfeigned, faith unfeigned. 1 Peter 1 verse, verse 22. First Timothy 1 verse 5, that's the same word I was used here. That is the word of faint faith means without impurity. So a believer should have a sincere commitment to the Lord. It is vital to maintain that sincerity. Ensure you maintain that sincerity. Have a sincere heart. And now don't go and say, ah, is even true, Seth. Me that they want to believe the gospel before. I'm just doing it so that uh, AY will just tell me that I should not do it. You know, you are joking. Oh, you say, ah, thank God they say, sis, yeah. My heart is not even there before. All these things they have even been teaching me, Seth, before. My heart is not even there. So let me just stop. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> so let me just even stop because our, you know, say, because our heart matters. So. Me self, I've never been praying. Me that I didn't want to pray before, I'm never going to pray again. Me that I didn't, I mean, I've never started, I'm never going to study again. No, that's not what I'm saying. No, <laughs> it is vital to maintain your sincerity. Our commitment should not waver because of anything. Our commitment to the gospel should not waver because of anything, because of our career, because of 
anything, our commitment to the gospel should not waver. It is what you should be convinced of doing all the time. So you have to be convinced of what you are doing. I'm preaching the gospel so that men will believe. Men in North America will hear the message of Christ. I'm not doing it to gain cheap popularity. I'm not doing it so that I can be applauded. I'm doing it because the gospel said it is the will of God for all men to be saved. That's the heartbeat of the Father. That's the heartbeat of my Father. And so that's my heartbeat. I want all men to believe the gospel. The problem, the solution, the gospel is the solution to the problem of humanity. I believe when I spread the gospel, when I train men and believe the gospel, the world will have a safer place. That's my motive. Why am I praying? I'm praying because I believe in the power of prayer. I pray because I believe prayer works. I pray because prayer changes things. Prayer changes situations. Go and listen to stability in prayer. You will understand why do we pray. Why are you doing what you are doing? Your heart matters. Why are you preaching the gospel? Why are you fasting? So that you can type, I just fasted. Or so you can type, done and dusted. <laughs> anyway. Alright. Let's move forward. So there are two things needed for... Just two things. And for every believer that is necessary for your spiritual activities. There are two things that I want to touch on today and we'll just end. Um, today we'll just pray and we'll just end. There are two things that are necessary for the daily spiritual activities of the believer. Study and meditation of God's word and prayer. I will repeat again. Study and meditation of God's word and prayer. Two things are necessary for daily spiritual activities. That How can you stay effective all the time? Study of God's word and meditation and prayer. Studying the word. As believers, we, you know, we, we are instructed as believers to fellowship and meditate on God's word. Look at 1 Timothy 4.15. 1 Timothy 4.15. 1 Timothy 4.15. 1 Timothy 4.15. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. 1 Timothy 4.15 The word meditate is from the Greek word milato. It means to think deeply upon, to revolve in the mind, to look at an object in the mind from every angle. How come again? The word meditate is from the Greek word called milato, milato or milato. Just the same way we say gelato. <laughs> this one is milato. M-E-L-E-T-A-O. It means to think deeply upon. To ponder. To think deeply upon. To revolve in the mind. To look at an object in the mind from every angle. And Paul says, give yourself only to them. The word meditate again 
is from the Greek word called milato. It means to think deeply upon, to revolve in the mind, and to look at an object in the mind from every angle. That's the Greek meaning. In the definition of the Hebrew, that is in the Old Testament, now don't forget, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew, and the Greek Testament was written in Greek. And the New Testament was written in Greek. So in Hebrew, the, the Hebrew word for meditation is from the Hebrew word agar. H-A-G-A-H, agar. It still means the same thing. To ponder and mutter to oneself. That is, to ponder, to think deeply, to mutter to oneself. That is why Joshua said in the book of Joshua 1 verse 8, And this book of the law shall not depart of thy mouth, and thou shalt meditate upon thee day in day and night, that thou mayest do that which was written, and thou shalt make thy way prosperous and have good success. So from the two scriptures cited above, meditation is to ponder, to give yourself holy. And upon the object of meditation, when you meditate, profiting comes after. Look at what Paul gave to Timothy. 1 Timothy 4.15, look at it again. He says, meditate upon these things. Give the same only unto them, that thy profiting may appear unto all. How do you get better? How do you stay effective? How do you listen to me now today and you will not ponder what I've said? When we end this meeting now, imagine, we just round it up, oh, glory, glory, and we just go. You will not even take time to think hmm, that you just think, oh, wow, so how do I have a stable devotion? How can I be effective? Oh, so my sincere heart. Oh, so I have to mortal my attitude. Oh, I have to meditate. You have to ponder. The believer is to meditate on God's word. You have to meditate. You have to meditate on your reality as a believer. Yes, you want to see, you want to see you the righteousness of God. How many times have you thought on, wow, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I'm righteous. How many times have you thought on it? The way you think about how your boyfriend ought you. Or how your girlfriend ought to that, ha, I will deal with him today. He doesn't know anything. I will not reply his text message. All of those things. How you, re- how you, how you think on those evil thoughts. You know, you think like that. All those evil thoughts. You ponder on it. You ponder. Days and nights. You say, I will show him today. I will not reply his text message. Ha, who, ha, ya, ya, ya. Imagine we take God's word that same way. In a more good and zealous way, not in a devilish way. Look at First Timothy 4, verse 16. What are you to meditate upon? First Timothy 4, 16. First Timothy 4, 16. Take it unto thyself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, ah, thou shalt save thyself and they that hear thee. Let me read it from 15 to 16 so it will make sense. 15 says, Meditate upon these things, give themselves wholly to them, that the profiting may appear to all. In 16, that says, Take heed unto thyself and unto thy doctrine. Doctrine. 
you know doctrine now, teaching, continue in them. For in doing this, thou may save thyself. You will first save yourself. You will first get better. And those that hear you in your ministries will be better. How do you be a believer and you don't think upon God's word? Yes, you pray. Yes, but there are times you have to just reflect. You just have to sit down. Let that thing you had sink in. Give it time. Oh, I didn't get this. I need to release it again. Oh, you, you have to ponder. You will save yourself and those that hear you. Look at 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. For warmongers, 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. For warmongers, for them that defile themselves, we mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and for their and other things are contrary to sound doctrine. So the phrase sound doctrine refers to elder doctrine. And Paul was saying, meditate on them, give yourself only unto them. That their profiting will appear to all. Look at 2 Timothy 2, verse 1 to 2. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard among many witnesses, the same commit thou unto faithful men, and thou shalt be able to teach others also. You have to meditate. But thou hast fully known thy doctrine. Look at 2 Timothy 3 verse 10. 2 Timothy 3 verse 10. 2 Timothy 3 verse 10. For thou hast fully known my doctrine, the manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, and patience. So when you meditate on elderly doctrine or on the word, it renews your mind. How do you kill fleshly attitude? How do you kill fleshly life? You know, a friend was talking to me today and say, you know, the things, and I, and I say to say this to all of you tonight, the things of the flesh has no hold on you. The things of the flesh has no hold on you anymore. The shackles of the flesh, addictions has no hold on you anymore. Whatsoever addiction, whatsoever things you are struggling with in the flesh, it dies now. It has no hold on you anymore. 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 When a believer meditates, he renews his mind. Your lens, imaginations, and knowledge that is against the knowledge of Christ. Then he learns all that Christ has done. Why is it that you still have bad thoughts? Why is it that those evil thoughts still comes to you? You have not learned to ponder on the on the word, the way you ponder on those things you have filled your mind with. Imagine the way you analyze a movie. You analyze the word that way. Imagine the way you ponder on what that person told you. How you think and think. Imagine you think on your reality. Ah, I am free from the chuckles of sin. You imagine you ponder. Those things are your saving grace. Those things are what help you to grow as believers. This cannot be overemphasized. This has to be overemphasized, I mean. How often should a believer meditate? 
Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 13, 1 Corinthians 4, uh, sorry, 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 1 Timothy, I mean, 1 Timothy 4, 13, 1 Timothy 4, 13, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine, so that this, you must meditate daily, often, often, Psalm 1 verse 1. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3. Every, I know it's a popular scripture. Every one of you know it. Blessed is a man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, considered in the way of sinners, not sitting in the seat of the convo, but his delight is in the law. And he does meditate day and night. Psalm 1 verse 2. Psalm 1, 1 to 2, I mean. So, you will now see why Joshua was telling them. You see, right from the whole Testament, there has been a consistency. That's why I told you, the gospel has not changed. Joshua told them, meditate. This book of the Lord shall not depart upon your mouth, but thou shalt meditate on it day and night. So, day and night, regularly, consistency, a believer must meditate on the word. Look at James. Look at James. James. James gave gave an an example. James gave an example in James one twenty one to twenty five. 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 James gave an instruction for us to meditate on the word. James one twenty one to twenty five. James 1, 21 to 25. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of nothingness and receive with meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he shall be like a man beholding his natural face in the grass, in the glass. For he builded himself and goeth away straight away. Look at and forget that word man of man. That is the way we are to you. Some of you hear the word. You don't say, oh glory. And the rest of the God, I'll just leave it there. You have forgotten. You have to look closely. How do you stay on fire for God if you don't meditate? He says, for he is a hearer of the word. Many of you hear the word. But you don't do the word. It says, for it will be like it will be likening unto a man who see who behold the space in a natural glass, for he beholded himself and going straight away and forget it what manner of man it was. Many of us know the consciousness of what he has in our spirit, but because we don't meditate, we don't give it to the world. We forget. So in our daily life, in our constant practice with the world, we forget what manner of man we are. Look at verse 25. It says, Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue day, for he's not being a forgetful doer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed indeed. James was saying, We should lay aside. That is the first step for laying aside is to receive the engrafted word with meekness so that we can identify the knowledge or we'll feed our mind with knowledge. And don't forget, just let me explain now. The word engrafted, where it says, uh, they receive the engrafted word. Engrafted means implanted. That is something that, that means that you were in believer, you were begotten of the word of God, something that it was inborn in you. 
So when it says you receive the engrafted word, that is something that is that is resident in your nature. Paul was, so James was saying we should lay aside informations, things that we've heard, things that has caused us to live in, in certain ways. And we should not be double-minded. So, how do we do the word? How do we do the word? We behold our face like in a natural glass. Like as if we are born again. We look at it. We look at God's word. And we act on God's word. We will not act like an unbeliever to God's word. So God's word gives reflection of who the believer is to him. God's word gives reflection of who you are to you. If you hear the word and you do not practice the same, that shows you are not paying attention to the word. You have to consistently meditate on God's word so that you don't be a forgetful hearer. How can you not forget what you've heard? You meditate. To forget means to lay aside. It is not a memory loss. So. It is just to lay aside. Like, you just mm, take, just, just stay there. To lay aside. To know something else outside God's word. A forgetful era is that man that stopped looking. Hence, he deceives himself. So when you start acting in a nature that is not in your nature, you are deceiving yourself. So when you start acting cold, that's not your nature. You are only deceiving yourself. <laughs> he is not acting in the light of who he is. So a doer is the believer that continually to look into the power of liberty. So James was teaching that we as believers, we give ourselves to the meditation of God's word to the end at which our mind is renewed to the knowledge of what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. And this will now eventually affect our words and actions towards fellow believers. So dear believer, meditate on God's word. I beg you meditate see don't hear me tonight and don't think listen again ponder oh so this is how i can have a stability in service oh so i don't oh so ah so have questions meditate on them ponder set aside some 30 minutes set aside some 20 minutes give it to the world this is how you can remain on fire for god all the rest of your life because when you ponder on the word, you will see your reality in it. And you will do the word. Imagine you are taught. Imagine the series we are doing. Forgiveness of sins. We imagine we, we understand. Oh, we are forgiving. Oh, so forgiveness of sins means aphesis. That is have been set free. Oh, you just ponder on that. And you just, ah, you just meditate. You will act well. Your conduct will change. Bad habits will change. They will give way. And I trust God. As you are hearing me now, bad habits are giving way. Additions are broken. Just feed on the word. Feed on it. Meditate on it. Don't forget, we said, we said, in order for a believer to stay consistent, to have a stability in devotion, 
two necessary daily spiritual activities is necessary. Study and meditation of God's word and prayer. Remember that old school song that we sing when we're in children's church? Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. Read your Bible, pray every day if you want to grow. That song is still the same yesterday, today and forever. <laughs> that song is still your saving grace today, yesterday and forever. If you want, you know, they will not, your student teacher will not say, if you want to grow, read your Bible, pray every day. You know, you even be crying when you are singing that song. Pray every day, pray every day, read your Bible, pray every day, if you want to grow. That song is still our life beat till today, till tomorrow. Study of God's word. Not just study. Study with proper meditations. Ponder on those things you've heard. Now you've heard about stability in your devotion. Ponder on that and study. And prayer. (laughs) Ah, prayer. As believers, we ought to be convinced about prayer. I believe and I trust that every one of you that has been listening to me, you ought to be convinced about prayer already. You ought to have seen prayer as your lifestyle. Look at Luke 18 verse 1. Jesus said, Luke 18 verse 1, Luke 18 verse 1. Jesus gave a parable and he said to them to this end, that men always ought to pray and not to faint. I See, I trust that, see, there's something I, I trust God for, that everyone that comes in contact with me, catch a fire of prayer. And I know that most of you have started catching it. That's something I prayed some years ago. That every one of people that come in contact catch that fire of prayer because that thing has to be there. That is why some of you just listen, you just you just see the prompting to pray. That's something I trust God for. That everyone who comes in contact with me catch the fire of prayer. You ought to be convinced about prayer already. Jesus told them, men always ought to pray and not to faint. The word faint there implies failure. The word always is from the Greek word pante, that is P-A-N-T, or pantot, or P-A-N-T-O-T. I'll come again. The word faint implies the word failure it means failure that means always not to be a failure the word always there is from the word pante that is or p-a-n-t-e or p-a-n-t-o-e t-o-t-e sorry it implies something that does not leave you so when jesus was giving them a pipe and say men always ought to pray Always means something that does not leave you. It's just like how Jesus told them, I'm low and with you. Always. Always means I'm not even going to leave you. So it's just an emphasis. Something that is already part of you. I believe and I trust God that in this ministry, every one of you listening to me, and every one of you have been listening to me, prayer should not leave you. I emphasize prayer a lot to the point that you should know that your life depends on prayer. The last hundred years of your life depends on prayer. The 
that was the same text that was used in Matthew 26 11. For ye have poor always with you, but ye have not had me always. The word always, that is something that is part of you. You will see it in Luke 15, verse 31 2. And he said to them, Son, as thou always, as thou be with me, that I as uh, and all that I have in this time. I'm just explaining the other thirst of always. 20, Matthew 26, 11, Luke 15, 31. So the Christian life should not be a public life, devoid of personal times of devotion or prayer and study of God's word. It should not just be... See, let me tell you something. You know, like I told you, we're already preparing and everything. When we come together, we come together so that if you have prayed before, you don't build your prayer life in a prayer meeting. Hope you know. Yes, we pray long. We will have prayer rally. We are still going to pray long. So get ready. <laughs> get ready. This this next few months will be June to August. We are still going to pray. <laughs> we will pray. When I say pray, we will pray. You will pray. You will cough out blood. <laughs> you will, you, your, your thoughts will dry. You will pray. See, listen. When you pray, or prayer has to be part of you. When you when we pray, we don't build our Christian life in prayer meetings. We don't build our Christian life because, oh, we have prayed. And we have gathered, oh, we are here to fire, glory, glory. No, you have ensured that you have your own persona there. So that when we come together, we are coming together as a well of prayer full. So we are coming like, oh, you have prayed, you have prayed, you have prayed. So then let's gather together and let's pray. <laughs> oh, I'll, okay, we'll still, we'll still revisit stability in prayer series too. Get ready for that soon. We'll touch on that more. Just teaching this one for always. He says, men always ought to pray and not to faint. That is, it must be part and parcel of you. What is prayer? So look at look at okay, before we get there. <laughs> Look at Mark 16, Mark, uh, Matthew 6, verse 5. Let me address an issue. Many you, We have a lot of teachings on prayers. So you can get them, but I just want to touch this for the sake of this teaching. Mark 6, verse, Matthew 6, verse 5. When thou prayest, Matthew 6, verse 5 to about 6. Matthew 6, 5 to 6. I want to explain something there. When thou prayest, thou shalt not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogue. And in the corners of the street, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and the father which seeth thee in secret shall reward thee openly. That's why I tell you, the Christian life must be a you must have a personal devotion. Stability in devotion is personal. You must have that time where you study God's word. Have that time where you have a time you meditate and have a prayer time. So Jesus was addressing devotion. Yeah, as to the Lord. This is not to say you should not come and pray publicly. Oh, and say, oh, so when we gather together now, 
or for prayer meeting i don't want to pray again because jesus said we should we should know you are taking it you are, you, are, you, are, you have drawn the line you have you have taken it to to you have taken it to sambisa forest now you have gone far It's only telling us you must have personal time, your own. Have your own time of prayer where you focus on God without distraction. See, you know, even as couples, you can have general times you pray together and even your own personal where you say, I just want to spend time alone with God and pray. Prayer. Must be part of you. How do you stay effective? How do you have stability in devotion, in your devotion? Consistency in God's word, meditation, and prayer. Brethren, prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is making your desire known to the Father. It means a strong appeal, a fixed request. What you want to make known. We pray in the spirit. We pray by supplication. Mark 11 verse 24. One thing, soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe and ye shall receive them. Prayer cannot be by thinking. You don't think prayer. Prayer cannot be that you think it. You know, I was just meditating on prayer. Yes, so you can meditate on prayer, but you will still pray. You will still open your mouth and pray. So prayer cannot be your thinking. You know, some people just say, did you pray today? Yes, in my mind. How do you pray in your mind? How? Prayer is speaking. What has to be said? Mark, Mark 11, 24. Wherefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. What has to be spoken? It is an activity carried out in reverence to God by man. Philippians 4 verse 6, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Prayer and supplication refers to the same thing. It requires to make petitions, to come before an higher authority. Look at Romans 10 verse 1, brethren, my heart desire and prayer to God for Israel that they may be saved. Philippians 1, 4, 1 verse 4, Earliest in every prayer of mind for you, make your request with joy. Prayer involves verbalizing our desires to speak forth. That's why I weary when you don't talk out loud, when you are praying. I thought something last year. Why we pray aloud? Lay your hands on that teaching. Why do we believers pray aloud? Why do we shout in prayer? Why do we pray aloud? Lay your hands on that teaching. It's about 30 something minutes explanation on why do we pray aloud? Prayer involves speaking. Open your mouth and talk. See, listen, I've noticed with experience, and I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I can tell you with experience, I've been praying for, for a few days. I know, I, I, I'll call it a few days because I know I've not gotten anywhere yet. And I can tell you that if you don't open your mouth to pray, You won't be as you won't be involved in your prayer. You can say, I concentrate better when I close my mind. Just say, no, 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 no. no you are your mind will wander away. I'm telling you, I can tell you with experience. 
That when you are quiet in prayer, your mind wanders away. Your mind is not there. Your mind can be there for a couple of few minutes. Why does it seem as if your mind is disturbed? Your mind is not engaging when you are praying. Because it's, you are only watching. You are just... You are not engaging your soul, your body in prayer. When we want to pray, we lift our voices to pray. Look at Acts 4 verse 31. It says they continue and the place was shaking together. They prayed. Why is it that you don't enjoy prayer? You don't enjoy the fellowship of prayer. You don't, because you don't, one of the reasons is because you don't lift your voice to pray. You don't say, no, 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 Your mind will be going from Indianapolis to New York, from New York to Jerusalem, from Jerusalem to Japan, from Japan to Nigeria, from Nigeria to Kogi. You will just be thinking about everything. Because, and you will not be saying, anytime I pray, I just discovered that my mind is just done. You are not engaging. Have you lifted up your voice as I am speaking now? Just pray in the same tone I am speaking with. And you continue in that same space for 13 minutes, for one hour, two hours, three hours, four hours, five hours. You continue. And tell me whether you have a distraction. <laughs> Prayer involves the verbalizing. It has to be, you have to lift your voice. It involves speaking thoughts. God expects that we make our desires, our requests known to him. We ask him our desires. We pray. We, we pray. Jesus prayed. You will see prayer should be the lifestyle of the believer. It is constant. It should be daily because it is a necessity. Jesus had the same lifestyle. The disciples followed the same pattern. Even upon the resurrection, the local church had times of prayer. Then your own, and they also have prayer like their own prayer life. That's why you see Paul says, I thank my God, I speak in tongues more than you. Personal times of prayer. That's first Corinthians 14 18. So it ought to be. So the local church. So when we gather together, we have a prayer meeting. The prayer meeting should not be your only prayer life. However, it should be a reflection of a strong and vibrant prayer life. See, let's have a principle. Let's agree today that we can catch anybody who is not praying by the way he prays in our meeting. We can know. See, let me tell you how I know that some of you don't pray. It is just by the time we gather together. That's when I know. I don't need a spirit to sense it that you don't pray. There's just something that is going to be different. No matter how you lift your voice and shout. If you've not been praying for, for a while and you gather together and you're not praying, we will know. Let's be, a belie- let's be believers. Let's agree. Every one of us, I think so, we, are, we are quite a number here. Let's agree that when we gather online, when we gather together, we want to pray. Anybody that is not, that doesn't have a... a a personal prayer life will catch you from how you pray. And I'm not saying you should not they, they, they lift your voice to pray. 
Why do you get distracted while you pray? Why do you get all those? Why do you travel from Kogi State to Lokoja, from Lokoja to everywhere? Why do you go from there? You don't lift your voice to pray. Why is it that when we want to pray like this and you gather and you are still and you are still muting us? And well, I know some of you have busy things to do and everything. I, I get that fact. I get that. But I mean, I, I'm just saying, if you don't have something busy to do and you're you still not praying, you're not scrolling in something, you're still doing, you will be distracted. As a ministry, as believers, as we come together, our meeting should not be our prayer life. It should be a reflection of how strong and vibrant our prayer life is. So we can catch you when you do not pray. Our meeting should be a reflection. A, a, a reflection of how vibrant we have been praying. So as we are preparing now, we will be catching you when you have not prayed. Prayer is consistent. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 17, pray without seasons. And everything, give thanks to the Father. Look at Colossians 4 verse 12. And for Christ, a servant laboring fervently for you in prayers that you will stand perfect and complete in the will of God. Colossians 4 verse 2, continue in prayer. Romans 12 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulations, continue instant in prayer. So there is a continuity that it's a constant diligence. The believer must, you know, you can be diligent with prayer. You can be diligent. You can also be intelligent with prayer. There is an how to pray. How do you pray? You lift your voice. You pray. You pray. That is why me, when I lead, watch the person that leads. If the person that leads prayer is is, is talking slowly. Talk slow. So the so that you we don't want we don't have room for nonsense. The person say if somebody leads you in prayer, the person say no, 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 no. or the person keep quiet. You two keep quiet. We are not praying again. When somebody leads you in prayer, you are sure your own devotion is high. Stability in our devotion. Stability in our devotion. Look at Luke 5, 17. And Jesus withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. Luke 5, 16. He went apart. He had his own personal time. He withdrew himself. Luke 6, 12. And he came to that day. Luke 6, verse 12. And it came to pass in those days. He went out in the mountain to pray. And he continued all night in prayers to God. I know all of you know the meaning of all night. All night simply means 12 hours in the Jewish calendar. Look at Matthew 14, 23. And he had set, sent his multitude away. He sent people away. He went up to the mountain apart alone to pray there is an alone you need to do in prayer don't always be waiting for ah let's have prayer meeting oh prayer meeting no there is an alone you need to do in prayer stay there alone you won't die i used to tell you it's just you will pray you won't die i've not seen anybody that prayed before and died i've not you won't die. You will just pray. You will pray for hours. 
10 hours, you do, you will just be praying. You just be opening your voice and be talking in tongues. You won't die. How do you pray? You pray in tongues. You pray in spirit. Don't let anybody sway you away and say tongues is, is old school. Abi is for special people. Tongues is for every believer in Christ. The only way we pray is by the spirit. We pray in tongues. Prayer is our lifestyle. We keep the devotion staying. Prayer meetings should not only be our prayer life. We must have our consistent personal time of devotion in prayer. Have your own. I will have my own. Have those times when we say, Sister Joy, did you pray tonight? We say, ah, yes, I have my personal prayer time. Have those times where you say, I'll talk to you later. I want to pray now. It's my time for prayer. Not as a form of show off. Remember what we say. He says sincerity. You have to be sincere with yourself. 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 How do we pray? Ephesians 6, 18. Praying always with all prayers and supplications with the Spirit. Watching the unto with all perseverance with the saints. In the Spirit. He says praying in the Spirit. Ephesians 6, 18. In the Spirit. Jude 1, 20. Beloved brethren, building up your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Ghost. Every believer can pray in tongues as far as you have believed the gospel. To pray in the spirit is to pray in tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 to 3. 1 Corinthians 14, 14. Pray in tongues. What do we pray for? Listening to stability in prayer. You understand. I explain. What do we pray for? We pray for ourselves. We pray for the knowledge of God's word to prevail. Ephesians, we know all those prayers. Listening to stability in prayer. You know, you, you, you get all of those things. We pray for ministers of the gospel. We pray for ourselves. We pray for our believers. We pray for our disciples. We pray for locations. We pray for Christian meetings. We pray for everything. We pray that signs and wonders be done in, in, in our meetings. We pray for orderliness. We pray. You must build a strong personal culture of prayer and study of the word. As I sign off tonight, I want to ask you a question. Think on this question. Are you sincere in your devotion? Do you have a sincere devotion? Yes, you love God. God loves you. But do you have a sincere devotion? Do you have that personal time you spend with your father? You have that personal time you spend in prayers. I'm not saying five minutes personal time. I'm not saying ten minutes. I'm saying times. Jesus went apart to pray. The disciples had their time. Don't let prayer meetings, the time we gather. Oh, Tuesday prayer meeting, we gather on phone, we pray. Don't let that be your own prayer life. Who build your life that way? Do you study the word? Yes, you study, you listen to messages, you pray. You, you, do you ponder on what you heard? Or you just listen and you just go? Just listen. Boom. Just... Do you even take notes? That is why I worry. When you as a believer, you don't take notes. How will you be a believer that don't have jota? How? How do you want to grow? 
If you don't have daughter, go and buy tonight. How will you how will you grow? How would you how to how would you paint things down? You say you have photographic brain. Okay, you have photographic brain. All the things you be they've been telling you since you were small. How come you have how come you have forgotten some? Since you were two years old or three years old, how come you re, can you remember everything you've been hearing if you say you have photographic brain? And you say, oh, no, I don't take note, I remember. Don't do that. Have a culture. Be sane. Have your mind. Just, just be sane. Be small in your eyes. Just be there. Be sincere. I want, to, I want you to be sincere with yourself tonight. As we pray for ourselves. I will pray for myself. You pray for yourself. And don't forget. Lift your voice. It's not the time to say, mada, mada, mada. If I'm not saying, mada, mada, don't, don't do that. How will you get, how will you listen to this message to that? And I'll be saying, madam, madam, I'll just, I'll go and stay, i still go and say, i still go and pray lowly. It doesn't work that way. I want you to be sincere with yourself. This is what will keep you burning for the Lord for the rest of your life. This will keep us not having a conference and backing down. And everybody just drag down. No, we'll be stable in our devotion. There's no cold times here. We are on fire for the Lord always, 24-7. We are here. We have our personal prayer life. We have our personal study. We give times to ponder, to milato, to agar, to speak the word. You know, when you meditate that you, on the consciousness of the righteousness of God in you, you just speak it out. Oh, glory to God. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Do you have a sincere heart? Are you doing things for human applause? Are you doing things so that AY will say, Ah, you are growing, world woman. <laughs> are you doing things? Are you praying? Are you reaching out so that you can gather men or so that the gospel will spread also that because you love them are you doing all of those things ask yourself those questions these are the things that will keep you for the rest of your life you want to burn for the lord in your next 10 years in your next five years in your next 50 years these are the things that will keep you going see these are the these are messages you will listen to your children will listen to it Children, children, we listen. I'm, I'm not lying. This, are, this, this message I taught tonight is a, is a, is a message for eternity. How do you stay consistent, stability in your devotion? When you see any believers struggling, give them this track. Let them listen. You see, they, they are rising and falling. Let them listen. Give them this message. Let them listen. There will be a rekindling in their spirit, just as it is doing in you now. Do you have that time where you pray? Or the only time you pray is when we say prayer for the weak. Let's pray. Or when you have problem. Or, you know, when you have problem, that's not your personal time of prayer. No. That's, that's not sincerity. If you wait till you have problem, remember what I said in stability of prayer. If you only pray when you're in trouble, you are finished. You're actually in trouble. You only pray when you have problems, when things are going bad. That's trouble for your life. Stability in your devotion. Are you stable? Are you sincere?
Do you have a sincere heart? This is what will keep you doing ministry for the rest of your life. I don't want my sincere prayer for everyone of you is that you will not burn out. You will not stop doing ministry. You will not stop serving the Lord. You will serve him all the days of your life. That's my sincere prayer for every one of you. That there will never be a time you will back out. For the next 10 years, next 15 years of your life, your children, children, just the same way Paul commended Timothy's grandmother, he commended Timothy's mother, that would be the same with your generation. But listen, you have a part to play. God has played his own part in sincerity. It's you too, it's your turn to be sincere. Are you sincere? Let's lift our voices this evening and let's pray for ourselves. Unmute yourself and let's pray. Let's pray for ourselves. Are you sincere? Are you sincere? Are you sincere? What is the Spirit of the Lord saying to you? I trust that as Saul's teaching, the Spirit of the Lord was pointing one wrong place, one place where you are faulting to your heart. Don't live here and not act on it. Pray for yourself. Lift up your voices. Pray for yourself. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Make a commitment tonight that for the rest of my life, I will remain on fire for God. Pray for yourself. Lift up your voice and pray for yourself. Lift up your voice and pray for yourself. That for the rest of your life, you will stay faithful. You will stay committed to the gospel. You will stay full of power. You will stay full and burning for the Lord. Lift up your voice. I expect you are praying. I trust you are praying. I trust you are praying for yourself. Lift up your voice and pray for yourself. Lift up your voices and pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. I trust the Lord is pointing some weak areas to your heart. I trust the Lord is pointing one place where you are faulting. Have you been praying personally? Do you have a personal devotion? Or you are only depending on prayer meeting? Do you have a culture of studying the word? Do you have a culture of reading your Bible? Do you have a culture of preaching the gospel? Lift up your voice, pray for yourself. Lift up your voice, pray for yourself. Do you have a strong personal devotion? Do you have a strong culture? Do you have a strong culture? Or you only wait for when you come to church? Pray for yourself. I pray for my own self too. I am sincere. I want us to pray for ourselves and our ministries. We will not burn out. We will stay faithful to the ministry that God has committed in our hearts. Let's just get the Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. What is that area you have not been doing that the Spirit of the Lord is pointing to your heart? Stability in devotion. You are stable in your devotion. You are stable. You are stable. You are stable in your devotion. 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 You don't burn out. There is no never a cold time for you. Never a cold time. Never a cold time for you. Never for the rest of your life. You don't have a cold moment in your spiritual walk you are 
burning for the Lord all day, all night. Oh, you meditate more. Oh, you pray more. Oh, you study more. Pray for yourself. 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 Oh, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. In the next 10 years, in the next 5 years, in the next 1 year, in the next 2 years, you will not be found doing the things you ought not to do. You will be found praying. You will be found trusting the Lord. You will be found studying. You will be found meditating. These three things will be the culture of your life all the days of your life. Pray for yourself. 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 Oh, pray for yourself. Oh, pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Ask Jesus to bring a 